What's up, everybody? Um, welcome back for all of my beginning listeners. I have officially my my uh, best guest here. I no disrespect to my last guest, but we have Izzy the Taco Man Torres. He has locations in Montclair, Ontario, Glendora. I feel like this man is a young businessman who's just a young brain that should share his story. And I'll begin with my story related to how I even found the Taco Man. Um, I didn't always have a driver's license when I lived in LA. I first moved to Pomona, California, where my brother was living. And um, the easiest way for me to get to the gym was catching the 480 bus to Montclair, getting off and walking down Central Avenue to that location. And then it was always good to walk back up to um, past the freeway to get back on the bus to go back home. Mm-hmm. On the way is the Taco Man, your Montclair location. Yeah. Um, I've stopped there many times. When did you first open that location? Um, first, I want to say thanks for having me, man. Oh, I, sorry, I, man. I, I, I just rambled you. on. Thank, <laughs> thank you for having me here. Um, you know, I appreciate you taking time to, to, to tell my story. I, I love, I love uh, speaking about what I do and where we come from. Um, I wish I had more opportunity because I think people, uh, they know the food, but they don't really know where it comes from. So, um, yeah, we, uh, I was born in Mexico, uh, 1983, June 15th. Um, my parents are, are immigrants, you know, like I see a lot of parents are. Um, I, I wouldn't even say first generation here. I, I have uh, siblings. They were all born here. But my mom, I had the whole story of the immigration, the, you know, Coyote, we brought up over in the trunk of a car. So mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of went through that when I was three. I vaguely remember a little bit of it. Wow. Um, got, so, it got here, been ever here since since then. And then I, I've, uh, you know, with family, we go, we, we got used to going back and forth, visiting family um, every three, four years. So mm-hmm. I'm extremely familiar with um, Mexico City and a lot of parts of Mexico. Um, I think getting a little older, uh, going to school, um, you know, high school, uh, junior high, you, you start kind of, uh, kind of, I, I guess it's just like poking at, at things that you're interested in, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's cars, partying, you know, uh, TVs, and you start kind of feeling like what what interests you. Um, food was one of them for sure. You know, I know cars is, is is number two in music, and and the food just came very easy because I already had it in my background. I didn't have to go, you know, look for for someone. It was in my family. We we I get I have the the old school mom, Mexican mom that cooks all that bomb food. I come have the grandma and all that. So were you always assisting your mom in the in the kitchen? Um, yes and no. Um, I was always involved in 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 the kitchen, and I would kind of do my own thing, man. Like Saturday, Friday, uh, Sunday nights. You know, we get if kids get up to watch cartoons, I would get up to cook breakfast, and I would do like scrambled eggs, you know, with chorizo and stuff like that. So that mm-hmm. was my little thing. Uh, as far as in the afternoon, we, we you know I came from a very structured family. Do you have Where siblings? You have I have, yeah, I have. So it's a boy, girl, boy, girl. I have a younger sister, um, okay. a brother, and then my sister. My brother is involved in the business too. You know, he okay. helps me with the catering side. So what, what drove you to be making breakfast for your siblings? Um, it was just the, the, like I couldn't really. I didn't know the, the the dinner part, so I was like, you know, the easiest way. It's like eggs, tortilla, and scramble something you know together. Yeah. And it was it was the first meal, and I was like, hey, mom, you know, I'll do the the scrambled eggs. You can do something else. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't that that much of a like an important meal, so I think I got away with it. My mom was like okay with it, but dinner mm-hmm. was a little different because you know dad has to eat. And that dinner, I can't, you can't play you can't around with like, yeah, yeah, you can't you mess up. up with yeah, so food, she yeah. wasn't letting me do that. So I think that's why I really didn't get too involved. But I was always around it. I, I knew and 
And I think going back to Mexico City every year, it's I really caught on to this taco thing, man. I think the, the, the one of the things that excites you the most is going back and it's like, man, I can't wait to go back and eat the tacos. That's okay. like, we've seen the family, but that always stuck on to me, you know? Okay. Uh, so, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into. So I, I know you have this background and I do want to dip into your past real quick, but your first location, Montclair, was in 2000... 2013. 2013. Yeah. And... When when was the whole Taco Man dream born? So um, the Taco Man name started in 2002. So it was about 10, 11 years prior to that. And how old were you then? I was right out of college, man. I was I had just turned, I believe, 20, 21 around there. 21. Yeah, could give or take. Um, just chefing it up, cooking for everybody. It was either you know go to go to go to the normal grind, the, the rat race, go to college. Okay. Or 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 you got the scratch and you go hard on it. It was just those two. My dad wasn't having it with staying at home and uh, working. You know, a Mickey Mouse job. He's like, you stay here and you have the roof. You go to college or you find a real career. You know, and okay. I had enjoy. So, um, he 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 has a trucking company. He asked me to to help him drive. I got a Class A license. Uh, worked at DHL for about four or five years, and I didn't. I hated driving. Like the, the semi truck long haul. I, I hated it. I really knew from the beginning. And that's when I was kind of like, you know, I like the food thing. What, what do you do? Like mm-hmm. Taco Man. I actually have, have, a, I have a story about how like, this this idea popped up. Um, there was this one summer, man. Um, uh, my parents' house, they still live down the street from me in Ontario. Uh-huh. Um, I was outside washing my car. I had a cool little uh, Solera coupe, you know, with nice rims, TRD yeah. stickers all over, even it wasn't, you know, I'm all well, into too the fast, car. Too furious, too furious thing. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was washing it. <laughs> and this guy pulls up, man. I, uh, my parents live in a dead end street. Pulls up with one of those brand new uh, H, you know, the H2 Hummers, the, the new okay. one, the new versions. And he was pulling this huge pink brownish wooden house. It, it looked crazy, man. I've never seen nothing like he fabricated in the back. It looked legit, but it was just nothing you would see on the on the streets. Okay. He went around, parked in front of my neighbor's house across the street. And I saw just him sitting there. And I was like, Dude, what is that? Kept on washing my car. And a few minutes later, I saw smoke coming out of this, this house, this little, this little shed thing. And I'm like, what the hell's that? So I, I went up, I, I peeked in, and I see this guy with his wife. They're just making food in there, you know. And I kind of go up there and I'm, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, we're doing tacos, you know. Your neighbor's having a party, and I was invited to that party, so I kind of knew. I just didn't know that that kind of existed. Mm-hmm. So I got ready, went to the party, and it just blew my mind, man. <laughs> it blew my mind seeing this guy and his wife making food out of this trailer. I, okay. I just couldn't get over the fact that. Did someone hired him actually? That was crazy. Like I, the taco thing didn't exist back what, then. What year was this? This was in two thousand, I think two thousand one. It was about two years. Two thousand one. Two thousand. It was uh, like no, I would say maybe like late two thousand because I had graduated high school. It was like my first year of college. So it this was, is this is like the first taco man you're seeing. Oh, for, ever. Like, I've never. Yeah, ever. I mean, okay. you couldn't. There was no Google back then. There was no. You couldn't Google taco yeah, this man. This is like word of mouth, most likely. Oh yeah, yeah. Right you right had it. They had yeah. these guys knew. I think the dad worked across the street with this guy or something like that. This guy was like a tire man. He, it was some story where okay. he just did on the side, but he actually said, "I'm going to build this cart to actually start making a business out of it." Gotcha. And it blew my mind, man. From there. Um, this is one that light bulb lit up. Um, I started playing around in the kitchen, you know, Mickey Mouse and taco. Yeah. No matter 
how much you can try and right? play. There's always something that's <laughs> yeah. going to be messed yeah, up. Yeah, I know. Man. Man, it's all good. Damn, gardeners over yeah, there yeah, yeah. taking care of my neighborhood. What the hell? <laughs> um, but, but man, uh, but dipping back into it, um, so this is like 2001. 2001. First time you're seeing this, you're out yeah. of high school. Yeah. You're like, Going to college. This, yeah, you're like, I don't like my job. Yeah. I need to do something else. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I just slept on it few months i think it was over a year it was like a year and um, i asked my dad eventually once i felt um i felt like i can cook something something related to tacos because i really made tacos at home but they, they weren't something you actually people can buy you know mm. it was for yourself so it was always tacos it, it, it was... yeah because he, he did that and i think i was already like dude i'm used to the, the mexico city seeing these taco guys shaving the al pastor everything running around and i, I you don't see that here in the states and now this guy shows this shows up in a in a truck and he's doing tacos for catering, mm. dude. I mean, I don't, I can, I can do that. And I felt like I, I can probably do that. I, I love, I already have it. But he just painted the picture for me, really, really clear. And I asked my dad, I'm like, hey man, I need to borrow some money. He's like, for what? I'm like, I'm gonna buy a grill and I'm gonna start this little catering business. And it was like, what are you, what are you gonna do? I'm like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just try to go to people's houses uh-huh. and advertise and see if they can hire me just like the neighbor did. He's like, cool. So back then, also, they so were. So he was cool with it. He was just like, yep. Yeah, he, you I, know, can, I can understand that. A young businessman. He wanted me to go to college, dude. I know that the college thing was for sure what he, he, he wanted to push on me. But I think the fact that he knew that I wasn't just settling for an ever job, that I was I was trying to do something new, he was cool. Like, you know, there's nothing you're going to lose. Here's three. I think he gave me 400 bucks. He let me borrow. And I went to this restaurant uh, store in LA. They didn't make, there was no one making taco carts, mm-hmm. it didn't exist. I bought. I still have it. It's a Royal Restaurant Grill. It's a 24 inch, you know, heavy inch steel, uh-huh. um, you know, pl- uh, flat, grill. flat. Yeah, a flat, yeah, grill. Flats, yeah. yeah, grill. And that's all I had. That's all so you had to do. Th- I got the guy. Asked him about how you can convert the propane. He gave me the attachment. Called it a day. Went to pick it up. A buddy, you know, went with me. Had a truck. Brought it home. And I didn't have a table at all. It was just placed on a plastic table. And it's like, okay, what do you do here? So I started inviting friends, cousins, family. Like, hey, come down this weekend. I'm going to cook some tacos. I want you guys to tell me what you think. Yeah. Went for, you know, weekend, two weekends. Finally, um, you know, uh, a friend, uh, it was a neighbor of ours. And it's funny that this girl, this girl, she still works for us. She's one of my main managers. Uh, oh, nice. She was like seven years old back then. Oh, um, wow. Her dad told my dad, is like, hey, I'm having some guys over from the truck yard. You know, uh-huh. he has a trucking business too. Um, it's my birthday. You know, why don't you have... You know, Israel come and do some tacos. Okay, cool, man. It's going to be 20, 30 guys. You know, send them over. We'll, we'll drink him. Mess around. Yeah. I went over there, like, did, did the damn thing. Yeah. And I didn't even know what to charge. He's like, well, how much do I owe you? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know what to charge. And he had loaned me this this stainless steel table that he bought at Costco. Mm-hmm. Um, it had no tires. And to lay the grill because my plastic table was breaking. <laughs> so he's like, I got this cool little stainless steel table. Put it on there and, and then do your thing. So and he's like, oh, what about if I just give you this table and we'll call it even? I said, cool. I took the table, nice, um, went to one of the guys at the shop, my dad's yard, and he welded some tires, some little, you know, stainless steel tires to it. Uh-huh. And then I had my little Mickey Mouse taco cart. You yeah. know, I bought a steamer, electric steamer, yeah. and that was it. I kept on doing the thing. Were you a solo show? Yeah, it was, my brother was, it was me and my mom would help me make the salsas and stuff, okay. you know, um, but it, it was, I was just kind of still doing it in my house. Like it was just like all practice Yeah. until one day, one of my friends, it was like many taco nights or what? A lot, a lot. it was, hey, yeah, it hey, was just yo, like, you know, practice. and mine was like, I gotta, I gotta know that I'm giving you something that's good, you know, cause yeah. I don't want to be serving something. Right. All the meat I would buy at, at, um, you know, the carnicerias already pre-marinated, the tortillas mm-hmm. too. I would just cut the, cut the, 
cut everything down, and then my mom will make the salsa. So that was probably the only unique thing that I did. But all the meat was already pre-marinated, so it wasn't my stuff. Whatever they sold, I just try to do my thing. I didn't know nothing about the cooking thing, man. Like as far as tacos, okay, it was just to practice that I was like. I didn't really care. It was just like I want to get, I want to get rolling. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. And was it was it nice that you were you also thinking like, man, I don't have to go to college. Like I can just master this and just really make it into something bigger than what I'm at now. Like, did you always think about the next step? Or I did Just man. like in the moment. Were you I, just I like, lived. I lived in the moment. I think the scarier part was not me doing that. It was more that I bought myself some time with my dad for him not to kick me out of the house to yeah. say, <laughs> okay, dude, I see you working. I see yeah. you doing. You got some time on on the clock where I'm not gonna ask for for nothing. You know, I'm not gonna ask you what you're doing with your time. I see you I grinding you. a little bit, yeah. so I'm cool. I'm, as long as Dad was was off your back, right. you're you. good. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what it was. I can relate to that. Yeah, you know, just making it making the ends meet and just to get you to the next step is what you want. You know, not a lot of people really think long term, and I mean, you were in. At this point in time, and in 2001, you're just in the beginning process. You're not thinking about multiple locations later. You're just thinking about, hey, I just want to make this better efficiently and make a better taco. Yeah. It, you know? That, like that, that was it, man. And, and have people invite me to their house so I can show them that you don't have to barbecue. Yeah. You don't have to go buy burgers at Costco or something like right. that. You can have me, and I'll take care of the service for you. And me loving the thing was like a game to me. It was yeah. like a hobby. You're getting paid for it. Right. Why not? You know, it was yeah. just, I think, the struggle of figuring out how I was going to do that. How was I going to get into the first person's house was like the big question. Because um, there's no there's no social media back then. There's there, nothing. There's, there's no like Google There's uh, Yellow Pages. <laughs> yeah, um, yellow and I pages. think, yeah, Yellow Pages. And I think you might be able to buy some advertisement, which was, you know, expensive yeah. back then. There was not. There was word of mouth, man. Like you said, it yeah. was word of mouth. Um, one of my friends, uh, I st- I'm really good friends with her still. Her name is Janice. Uh, she told her friend, hey, I got my, my buddy has a taco business, you know, and which was kind of a lie because their business was not made yet. It was just all I was still working on, on the recipes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she calls me one day. She's like, I got you a taco gig. And I'm like, you're kidding, dude. I'm like, yeah. where? She's like, my friend's having a party. It's for 100 people. And she wants to hire you because she doesn't want to do the food. She wants to know how much you charge. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know what to charge. Like, yeah. what do I charge? Two, three dollars a person. Like, she she wants a contract to top it off. I there's nothing that I could do. I didn't have any of that. Yeah. So she said, I got it, and I still have the floppy disk that she made this contract for me. Wow. And it was just, you know, the first logo was um, the Cantinflas. I used. We eliminated him already, for, and I'll I'll get into that later. Um, but it was Cantinflas logo, and it was called the Taco Man. You know, mm-hmm. and she put the little logo on the corner. She made a couple lines of name, address. And then the quote, and then just, you know, the time of what I was showing. Very basic, man. Um, it was on the books. I was yeah. like, damn, I got, you know, th- that's it, man. You, this is big boy territory now, you know? Yeah, hey, it pays to have friends, man. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like sometimes your closest friends and unexpected friends might help you out the biggest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can I can attribute to, I know in the beginning, if you're trying to do something, like you, you don't even expect some things to go well. And I can relate to, you know, your beginning story. I was trying to be a bartender. I was like, you know, I need a second job. I had one job, warehouse gig up the street, and it just wasn't enough when I actually moved to L.A. I moved to Los Angeles in in 2015, and I wasn't young, but, you know, I was trying to be an actor. I was trying to make ends meet. I was also living on my own. No family here in L.A. Uh, My brother was here for college, but then he moved to Washington, so... Mm -hmm. I was stuck. I had to like, you know, be with roommates. I had to try and make some extra cash. So I was like bartending. Let's do this. (laughs) And so 
uh, a guy I was working with, he told me, look, man, I got a gig for you. It's my daughter's graduation party. You just got to do this, sling a couple of drinks and, you know, we'll call it good. And I was so nervous but I was, and I was like, do I charge this man? Yeah, do I, yeah, yeah. He's helping me out so much here. Yeah. Like, what if I mess up? If I, uh, you know, don't make good drinks or, you know, this is a family. Am I strict on like, yeah. you know, no 20, under 21 or something like yeah, that? It's yeah. a family party. And so he's, uh, you know, he was a super cool guy, casual, you know, I wasn't that nervous. Um, you know, I just did my thing, you know, like you said, you just kind of get in an element, you just did it. Um, and, you know, he slid me some money. He, you know, gave me a, a little jar full of money. And I was like, you know, forever indebted to this man. You know, I always call him a friend. I'm always like telling him what's going on in my life because he's one of those beginning people that, you know, got me a first bartending gig. Yeah. And that was something that really gave me some confidence to go for bartending jobs, which, okay. you know, down the line, you know, I had two or three bartending jobs. And, and if I didn't get that beginning gig, would I have even gotten anything? Because everyone's like, they want experience. You want experience. You know, that's one industry where they want it. If you need to start at the bottom, you can, but it takes longer. Yeah. And I wanted to get, I wanted to make some money. Correct, correct, You know, correct. and, and were, were, was the money a drive for you or was it just to get better? I mean, when I tell you that, I was more nervous about how the setup, what, what I was literally going to, because, you know, being in your backyard or your parents' house backyard back then, it's not the same as you going to this backyard that you've never seen before. You right. know where... Your mom's corner is. You know yeah. how to get to the side of the house. You know, you don't know yeah. what this place looks like. You, you know, can low no key yell at some relatives phones. like, hey, yeah. "Don't do that, bro. bro I yeah, don't want yeah, you yeah. to do that." You know, it, it's just that first gig. You're yeah. like, "Damn, you got to be full you, customer service." You, you got to act yeah. well. The thing, you know, what was scarier was that she told her I was already had a business, so I got to play this role oh, of like, okay. "This is not my first gig. Yeah. This is normal to me." You know, yeah. I got to. So this is not number two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no, your question, the money was never. I didn't know what to charge. To me, it was like whatever i can get to just pay pay the stuff that i use but if you get me in there and we're, we're good with that that's and, awesome and that's what it was man we got there um my neighbor let me borrow his truck i invited him my brother my cousin it was five of us you know okay. just to say let's get this job done i think you know this that piece of the story i think it's important because you know i'm i believe in faith i believe in in, in the, the law of attraction and all that i've always mm -hmm. been about that um, about, you know, asking for something and the universe kind of molds itself to you. Um, that event, man, believe it or not, dude, and this is, this is no lie. I, you know, there's people that would attest to this. They started clapping for us when we left. You know, it blew my mind to know that these people had no idea. This was like our first gig. I have no truck to pull. All this equipment is put down together at the last minute. We didn't even have uniform. It was like black shirts with like Dodger hats, Yankee hats. It was nothing solid. Hey, Dodger and, hats will get you far yeah, in LA. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> you know, for them to go clap and, and kind of as a thank you, that's when I think it was like, it solidified wow. the idea. And yeah. it was like, this Damn is near it, standing over, man. Yeah, it was like, this that. is it. And we oh, went yeah. from there, man. And so were you, okay. That's, that's a beautiful moment, actually. So when you walk out of that, you got a standing O from your, uh, you know, your customer in a sense. Um, whether or not they're friends of yours, you're telling your the people that you helped, like, hey, dude, they just they just clap for us, dude. Like, yeah. like we killed it. Are you immediately thinking about, hey, we got to do something next week? Like, it, it was it was like, what do you do next? Uh, you have about a hundred people that saw saw you do something that they've never seen anybody before. There's no competition. There's no one they can call and get a better price or anything like that. They don't. There's this doesn't exist. It's it's we're new in this. I'm. I don't know if I'm the first one that did it, but I think as far as the Taco Man company, we're one of the first few that that kind of created this concept of of the Taco Man being be able to hire this guy. Yeah. Um. Bro then man. my 
and sorry just to cut you off but like just to diverge into like yeah i i'd never heard of a taco man business until i moved to la like yeah you know i'm originally from northern california moved to arizona and also back to california and then la i was like damn like yeah. they got straight up parties like you just got your own taquero over here right. <laughs> like yeah. slinging some tacos this is the best thing ever yeah. bro like yeah like you then already knew like this isn't a business yet let me get on this the you know at that point it wasn't a game anymore it was like it's fun it's fun at home but this is not fun it's not it can't be fun you have to make sure that when these people are giving you money there's going to be an exchange of services that you have to deliver and you're getting there's not going to be you know cutting corners because this can go south very fast this mm-hmm. is the the doors open what do you do from here right um i got business cards done you know i i went to this local print shop um city of industry this guy i was in the big party scene back in the day so we used to have these house party flyers i kind of kept in contact with them i said look dude that's low-key perfect man it's like the the best industry to get a a little food business going and you know like i, I can relate to that a bartender too yeah, man yeah. like you know it's it's best of both worlds like you get multiple small businesses starting yeah if you really have some people that have a big party you know like were you grateful for that i was i was i can't forget that day i felt i feel like it was yesterday man and that uh, my friend that i still talk to we always BS about that. You know, now she sees kind of where we're going, what we grew to. And she says, you know, remember, I'm the one that got you the first party. So if yeah. you make it big, don't forget about me, you know. Yeah. It was a joke. But, yeah, man, I was grateful. I, I felt it was, it, was, it was a blessing. And it wasn't just something that came out of, you know, luck. It was God. It was something that I've asked for. And the universe said, okay, dude, well, I'm going to start opening doors for you. You just got to make sure that you start walking through them, you know, because mm-hmm. some people don't. Um, and I did. I got business cards. Um, we got three events from that same event mm. um now we've had we have a contract in place uh we have i have uh, a you know, something to, to write down information i have business cards that we start going to parties now you start dropping business cards we didn't have that before mm-hmm. and it goes from there and it just keeps on rolling and rolling and rolling man and 10 years later um we're still doing catering um we do you know four or five events a weekend and i get to a point where i'm like okay so what's next because i can't I can't live off weekend events, you know. I'm driving truck driving during the week. Mm-hmm. I'm catering Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm making a killing doing driving and this, but I, this is not what I want. Yeah, like, how do I? You don't want to work two jobs. Yeah, I, I don't want to wait for people to call me. I want to be okay. people to visit me whenever they want. Yeah, and then you start you. tampering with how do you open a brick and mortar? Yeah. You know, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, Ten years go by. I'm I'm what am I? I'm close to getting. 30 a little younger you were working your trucking job for about 10 years a little bit less it was like six seven years um Mm -hmm. i got laid off at dhl did a huge drop down back in the days Mm -hmm. and i was the first cut of layoffs i was in the bottom of of the seniority list and i think that is what really pushed me to start saying okay now you just lost the big part of the income Mm -hmm. i I had bought my house at 26 already i was living on my own and you know having a mortgage and bills grown bills you know one little catering two getting is not going to do it that's immediately stressful right away man and I think, um, and that's the thing with people. I think sometimes people see a lot of these downfalls that happen in life as as a negative thing. And I, I think they should have fired me way before. I should have been <laughs> laid off way before because I think I would have been way ahead now. Yeah, right. But that's what kind of pushed me to say, I moved out of my house. My dad said, if you leave, you're not coming back here. Mm-hmm. I don't have a plan B. And I have this catering thing that I love and the taco that I love. What do I do now? Gotcha. And that's it. And it goes from there. And, and at that point, when you were laid off, you were still doing events, still working your tacos. How many people were you involved with as far as a part of your business that essentially they're relying on some weekend events also once you start making a, a good amount of a good chunk of change? 
Um, it, it was it was my brother, my cousin. I had a couple of friends. It was just like you know, it, it's, it's not to go away from the story, but you know, with with life, you know, you start really separating yourself from the people you hang out with. And I uh -huh. think a, a big portion of where I'm at right now um, is that you start. I've learned that you are who you hang out with. Uh -huh. You know, a lot of my friends didn't grow out of that that, that mental state of let's grow up and do something. They they, they continued on partying. And I did that for the beginning, man. The first portion, couple of years, and I was making good money. I, I had my own house. At you know, not a lot of twenty-six-year-old people have houses. So I had right. an entire house to my name. I had money. There's, you know, you got the partying, all that going. And it's like you do that for a little bit. And it's cool. It's fun, man. It's fun to, to do that. But at the end, it's like how people are just enjoying you. Mm -hmm. They're enjoying what you're what you're doing. And I'm, I, I didn't want that. And that's when I really started thinking, yeah. like, some of these people that that I employ, I got, I got to either. Let them know, like, this is this is not going to happen every weekend, and I'm going to start opening, I'm going to start looking into getting something more serious, man. Mm -hmm. And and I, and I did. I started looking at where do you go from having a catering business where I have a, a truck that I'm making payments on, two, three hundred bucks, and you have everything paid for. There's no overhead. Mm -hmm. When someone calls you, you have five days of prep, six days, sometimes two weeks, and you show up to the house, you're, you're beyond prepped. How do you go from there to actually opening a brick and mortar where you got to be ready as soon as it says open? And you got to be closing. And there's no days off. It's mm -hmm. seven days a week, Monday through Sunday, day in, day out. There's mm -hmm. no stop. It, there, this is it, man. This is the real grind. So you got real serious when you were laid off. You were like, look, I'm not, I'm, there's partying is going to be a back burner now. Yeah. Like, or was it just like, hey, I got to stop? I, I had to stop, man. I think, I think I got comfortable for about, you know, maybe a year, um, spending my money on partying, spending my money on, on, on the cars, on, on the sound systems. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I love that. And I, I think that's another thing, too, that, I've never let go, but I think I was like, this is not really taking me anymore. Like, yeah. why, why am I not investing? Why do I have a really nice truck and why don't I have a van with my logo on it? Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and you. you start really doing like, of course, you're yeah. not going to get paid on the truck. They start investing, you know, yeah. and, and that's where the business part comes starts coming out. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. And, uh, you know, changing the certain people that are around you and and. You know, you don't want to disrespect any of the people you grew up with or your real good friends. But, you know, you start to realize that when you're super comfortable with people, you almost never want it to go away. And when you're uncomfortable in a business sense, it almost increases your chances of trying to figure it out and being more successful. Like if, I, you know, I told you I, I moved to Arizona for a short period of time with my mom. I wasn't able to, like, control whether or not I moved there. But, you know, I ended up staying there, going to high school. And then same thing. I was partying. You know, we're 21, we're, we're hanging out, we're <laughs> yeah. trying to go get the girls or whatever. Um, but yeah, at this, at this certain point in my life, I think I was, you know, what, 22, 23, when I really decided I needed to move out here. Like I, I was just thinking like, you know, this is not it. Maybe more so on my side, I was thinking, you know, there's something else that I know is for me. Like I didn't know I, ha I didn't have a, a particular business that I wanted to do. It was for acting to move out to LA. It was for getting in some sort of entertainment industry or just trying. But I knew I had to get out of Arizona. Like I had to change something. Mm -hmm. And getting away from my closest friends was one of the hardest things. But I, I know it was necessary. Like we, I have a podcast now. It wasn't always thought that I was going to have this. But you know, I'm so thankful for me making that decision at that point in time to, yeah. to, to just get away. Like my close, I moved to LA with only knowing my brother. I didn't know anyone else. You mm -hmm. know, I had to transfer buildings through my job. I had to change environment and, you know, really focus on certain things I want to do. And that, you know, I'm no perfect guy. I had to try different avenues, but I did have a certain, you know, point where I was like, look, I got to stop partying. I got to, I got to change something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm no 
you know, perfect guy right now, I still have a drink or, you know, still smoke a little weed or something, but you know, we all like, do. you know, you, know, you got to relax somehow. But yeah, you know, yeah, at definitely. that point in my life, I was like, I got to make a move. So I had to move to LA, yeah. you know, and, and for you, you know, you're, you're like, I want to be serious in this business world. You know, you're a young guy still, you know, so did you get a truck first? You, you got a van truck and then I and bought a, um, a Silverado 2000. Damn, I forgot the year. But this, it was a nice truck, man. Lifted, you know, super swamper tires, TVs in the back of the headrest. Oh, you know, going, I have a picture that we did a catering event. I had a magnet on that truck. Uh-huh. It was me, my brother, and my cousin. We were just about to go to a catering event. But it was the truck. I would show up, and, and then we had this girl. It's heavy, man. It's super heavy. Restaurants out. So we'd have to kind of like, that truck was so high, we had to kind of like pick it up, drop it. It was like a system <laughs> that we had going because of the truck. Yeah. You know, and it was it was cool, man. But it's you know when when it gets serious you start really you start focusing more on, on what's important and, mm-hmm. and what what tools you need to be able to to facilitate uh the job that you're doing and be able to to, to do it at its best capacity for the customer per, per, you know the customer obviously is going to think when you show up in a white van that's not has a nice sticker mm-hmm. and the taco man and a, and a pickup truck lifted there's it's a little different you know mm-hmm. people start looking at you different you yeah. got to be professional um and being being because i still was a kid mm-hmm. then I, you don't know that you don't know that and and i think a lot of people want to create this business where they want to start you want to jump off and running mm-hmm. and you got to grow you got to learn man if i didn't go through these things these trial and tribulations no one's going to teach you that especially me not having a mentor or, or having my dad being in the restaurant business you yeah know? you know i was just going to ask you that man like there, you didn't have did you have any influence in in like being a professional chef before you know you were really doing family gigs or anything like did you want to get a job in a restaurant did you want to kind of like get some like industry kind of you know background in there i've worked i've worked at uh, a few places and it's crazy because you would think that i would have would be the pizza man and i worked <laughs> at little caesars i worked at shakey's um uh you know i worked at a, uh, this place called chicago pizza okay. uh so i i have three restaurants you know i trucking and express i used to work at the clothing express um, mm. I've always been to the food thing It's just the, the, the taco thing. It, it's a little different than being in the rest, in the Mexican restaurant. I think with the taco thing, I don't want to be involved sitting and being waitress and being in this crazy kitchen doing that. I, I, mine was just the taco thing. Just, just, tacos. just tacos, a little bit, you know, a, a couple of things on the side. But, um, I think it just happened so fast for me where before I even thought of getting a job at a kitchen, I already had started the business mm-hmm. of saying, you know why go work for somewhere to get experience i have i was like let's just start the business right cut right. that corner and just learn learn the real stuff you and know you, now you're just a business owner on the go yeah and you know sometimes <laughs> it's like that yeah you know i uh dude so much respect for you man i mean thank you thank you you know that beginning process is just so hard for some people i'm sure just to just to be getting to uh um I guess a mature enough point in their life to where they can take that kind of thing serious and make themselves their own business and make it thrive. Um, you know, where, where did it go from there? Um, so, you know, I, Montclair, I drove by there many times and I saw this place, like it was glowing to me. It was a dump, man. And mm-hmm. excuse me, it was a shithole. It, yeah, it doesn't have that most appealing it still, like, it still outside doesn't, look. Yeah, you know, it and doesn't. if you would have saw it, I have a picture I'll probably post up in a couple of weeks of what the before and after that yeah. patio looked like. Yeah. There was homeless people living yeah. in there. Um, <laughs> oh, I found okay. a few piles of shit on, on, in the patio. It was all open. It was all it was made out of wood. 
the, the place was a disaster, man. It, it was a dump. Um, and I knew that there was some, that was going to be it for me. There was no way I was going to get you know, involved in something brand new or, or in a shopping center brand new. I didn't have that type of money. I had exactly, I think it was like $9,000 saved up to my name, man. That, that's you. all I had. So, you know, I, diving in the rough in your mind or were you like, you know, this spot might be perfect. I think that was the only option I had. And it wasn't even like, if let me, let me leave a note. There was a guy there inside. I left him a note. I said, Hey, I know are you guys leasing this. He's like, yeah, the owner's having me paint inside. I think they're going to rent it out soon. So I said, you know, here's my number. Tell them to call me. He ended up calling me. Um, and it used to be uh, in Alberto's. It was in Alberto's for about six months. Last six months, went out of business. This guy took over. Um, it was called El Pavo Mexican Food. Mm. He lasted about four or five months. Didn't work out. And it was done after mm. that. It was, it was vacant for about two years okay. until the owner kind of said, let me just put some paint and see if someone will rent it. Uh, he called me and said, hey, like, you know, this is I'm asking this much a month. I said, look, I don't have much, dude. Um, I have close to about ten thousand. I can maybe borrow from somebody, but that's all I have. I don't have a big down payment. He's like, okay, you know, why don't you give me the first month um, of rent, which is about three thousand, and um, and then we'll call it a day. You know, do like a two-year lease, and then but you're gonna get it the way it is. I'm not gonna do it. There's a grill, the hood works, and there's a warmer and and, and the sink, a three-sink apartment. The rest is gonna be you. Whatever you want to do, it's, it's up to you. You and know, restaurants work and everything. And what year was this? That was in in two thousand and late 2002 late 2000 yeah like about i said about about september around there yeah um uh that was it man i was like damn okay so late 2002 2001 ish you're just starting the uh events doing tacos this was early 2001 actually 2000 maybe? i take it back 2013 so it was 2000 because it took me about 10 years so it was a uh, 2003 so was the catering 10 years go by 2012 is gotcha. around there yeah sorry about that no, um, no, no problem yeah so 2013 2013 comes around i have this place um i find this this contractor too what got you driving around montclair um i, I think i was going to the to the mall to the montclair plaza uh, yeah, yeah i was going there casual and, and i saw this place too because it, it's it used to be a foster freeze back in the 70s okay so it has this Damn, saw, key. that yeah, was one of my favorite yeah, spots yeah man there. you see you see the angle it has that the arch okay so they foster freeze has that had that mark on them and um they best, just kind best of root beer floats root beer oh yeah yeah, yeah. ice cream beer. everything man <laughs> um so i it was it i was like okay cool what do i do here i got some, a little bit of money i don't think it's enough um i'm gonna start just fine i found someone he he did some tile work we still have the same tile work um he scraped some of the walls plastered them um i think i had enough for a register which i bought at office depot it was a hundred dollars the old school you know type in money comes out yeah um uh that's it, man. I he he remodeled the place as much as I could. Um, to tell you that the week of the opening grand opening, um, I had a thousand dollars left in my account. I didn't even have enough money to buy the food that I needed to open the place. I had no money. It was a thousand bucks that was left, and I still owed the contractor a payment. What I asked him, give me a week. I'm gonna open. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we we're pushing for Cinco de Mayo. I think the city didn't approve it. And, and he said, okay, cool. I'll give you another week. I'm going to let me open it and I'll, I'll got you the money. And that was, that money was his already, but I, mm -hmm. he bought me some time mm -hmm. and I have money to buy, to buy inventory. There was yeah. meat is expensive, you know, all this stuff going on. I had no money. Could you, could you go back into, uh, right before you have that grand opening, um, you know, without divulging, you know, too much of like, you know, personal details, you know, what was going through your mind when, you know, you were possibly well, really, you were saying, you know, I owe some people some money. I need to do this. You know, I, don't, I have a low amount of money in my bank account. You know, 
was there fear, a, a large amount of stress? Did, were you confident at that point where you were just like, you know, we got the grand opening coming and, and I'll be good. You know, yeah. were there, what were the factors going through your mind at that point? Um, before grand opening, yeah. just right before grand opening. You know, I, I live and to this day, I live in the moment, man. I live today. I live, I don't think about tomorrow too much. Um, I have confidence that I know that me just working and making that walk towards the door, something will happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that eliminates a lot of fear. And I think that's the main factor that restricts from people from actually making the jump. I don't have that. Thank God I was I was designed this way. I can't explain to you why. Got the cojones, I, yeah, man. Got I, the I, I don't know what it is. Nice. No, I don't know what it is, man. But that's I've great. never. So I've never. All I knew was I got to get this place open. You know. Um, and like I said, I I'm a big believer, man. I've always believed in this energy thing, this ask and thou shall receive. Um, and I kept on pushing, and sure enough, a couple of things start opening up a few days before that, man. Like right out of nowhere, <laughs> you know. It's, it was like. Okay, you got grand opening date set. Um, you got some people. You got to ask for money. Hey man, can I borrow two thousand bucks for what? I'm gonna open this. You know, I got the shop going. Yeah, man, I got you. Don't, you know what? Just take your time. Pay me when you can. Just good friends then. Good, good friends. Uh, friends. Um, my my girlfriend. She's my wife now. I just met her. I was dating her for three 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 four months. I've asked her. She gave me loaned me five thousand dollars. You know, no questions asked. And this girl's like, this guy's going to leave me next week. Didn't question me. She, she saw, she said, she, she tells me, she's like, she saw the fire. She saw, she saw the, the, the motivation that I had. And she's she like, I believe passion. in it. Yeah. She yeah saw she, the passion. The passion. Gotcha. Gave me the money and, that, and we opened shop, man. And that was it. Wow. Yeah. Solid woman right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Shout out to all those solid women. For sure. For sure. Um, you know, the supporting cast around you, your family was good. They were like, you know. My mom was involved at all times. My brother um, all my friends, they, they, a few of my friends helped me uh, come and just, a lot of the work was exception with the, the tile and stuff that I couldn't do, but the painting we took care of, washing all this, these equipment that I bought at auctions, scrubbing them down. The walking was a mess. We scrubbed that down. It was all friends that were just, Hey, uh, uh, let me, let me get in. Let awesome. me get in and support you, you know? Yeah. Awesome, man. You know, throw a little cerveza their way. Yeah, you know, yeah we did. And yeah. we did, man. We did. We, we bought some beers, hung hang out and it just. You know, it, it just went from that day to the grand opening. Th that's it. We're, we're open now. Taco Man's live. Um, and she starts getting serious. You know, shit starts getting serious because you don't know how to open a restaurant. There's no routine for that. There's no training manual. There's no right. uh, a manager saying this is the way you do. There's no training manual for closing. How do you wash the grill? How do you, yeah. how do you turn off the lights? So, and yeah, that gets into my next question. How did you feel about being a boss at that point? You know, you're you're opening your first location in Montclair, California. You know, it's a, I think an environment that you know, I think L.A. California really. You throw a rock, you're hitting a taco spot. You know, you you really need your business to be on point. Where did you see yourself as a young businessman and boss to where you were like, you know, this grand opening, we're good. You know, did you see a long line and you were like just freaking calling out orders? You were feeling organized. You're were, you were hitting it. You know, you had had enough practice. You're like, yo, we're good. Um, I, I did and I don't. If I can go back to giving you that taco that I served on the first day, um, you'd be like, dude, really? Like this is this is not the stuff I'm eating now. You know, there's a lot of growth. There still is growth now. Um, the, the first day, excuse me, ran, ran out of carne asada, which is a sellout day. 
Um, and it's, it's good though. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good, it's good but, but but it's anticipated because it's planned. It's a lot of word of mouth. Mm. So these guys, friends, friends of friends are supporting there. Yeah, They're supporting you. What happens when day two comes and that Monday comes? That's a Saturday. You now know, your, Saturday? Prep, your prep isn't ready. Pre- or even even that, you don't have your friends. They got to go back to work. So now, ah. where's the real clients coming in at? Got you. you got no cars coming in. You got one car comes into one o'clock, and mm-hmm. you got three people there, and you're just like. Okay, cool, man. What, what's the hype? The meat sitting there. Uh-huh. You know, you got the real the real restaurant problems that come into play. Yeah, you don't know that, and and that goes down two, three weeks of that. You know, you might get a little rush on a Friday. Mm-hmm. You see the lights, people want to try it. Some of the people don't come back. Mm-hmm. You know, most of them don't come back because they know taco spots are your garbage. That's right. not what, what what they're used to eating. Right. You can see this is like meat that's not your marination. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get into that, man. The thing is that you got rent now. You got you got four thousand dollars due at the end of the month. You got Edison mm-hmm. bills. Yeah, it gets real, dude. And um, I think you really got to start as me. I started thinking of like the same thing when I did the catering. How do you go from going from people's houses to now making sure that that customer that comes in, you want to make sure that he comes back again. You know, you give him a reason why. And you got to start playing with the recipes, man. You got to start really making sure that the stuff you're serving mm-hmm. is not family cool tacos. It's like I'm charging a dollar seventy five for this, so I'm pay. People actually pay me for this. Yeah, and that's a big. That's a big separation, dude. So, um, you know, it, it it was it's it's a cool it's a crazy roller coaster, dude. And there's another small piece added to Montclair. I think before we get involved to like next step. Um, but were you confident as a as a young boss? You know, I was. I was. I didn't. I didn't. I, I still to this day I'm barely understanding what the word boss means <laughs> when I have you know. A employee list of 37 people okay. and it's barely hitting me like that i'm the boss you know or or my employees will say hey ya viene el patron or they'll say something like that but i honestly <laughs> that's never i never yeah. really got i never hit me where i'm the boss it's like i'm just doing my thing man these gotcha. people are just around they're along for the ride right next to you yeah yeah, yeah. you gotta do stay you, humble you enjoy uh working right next to your people i love it i love it man i hate the business aspect of what i do i i <laughs> despise it man really? and this is my next goal uh, soon, you know, in the next couple of years is to actually hire a CEO, hire a guy that went to school for all this office BS because that's not my thing. Mine is being involved in the kitchen, man. I love cooking the recipes, and I think mm. um, I've, I've strayed away from that because of, I had to. As being a boss, there's no one else mm. that can do that. So I think that's kind of where, where, where I, would, I would love to get back in the kitchen more like I used to. Yeah. Um, you know, uh like I said, I've been a bartender and, uh, you know, you work at some places that have a kitchen and, you know, when you pop into a kitchen, you got a group of people that love to work with each other, bro. You can't break those people up. Yeah. Like they, they got their, they have each other's backs. They'll knock out whatever rush. They'll love it after they'll probably be yelling at each other for a hot minute, <laughs> yeah. but you see a certain, I guess, uh, an ambiance in a, in a good kitchen and, you know, it's really nice to see. Do you enjoy that aspect? Do you are you a quality control type of a guy, or or do you just want to enjoy people's company working right next to you? It's hard, man. It's hard, and and I think that's an amazing question because um, uh, I see a lot of these companies, and it is not to envy anybody because I, I I I'm a big talk. I'll, I'll post stuff on my personal page, on my business page, supporting taco carts, taco shops. Food trucks. I love all that, man. I love oh, seeing my, my people hustle. I, like To me, it's like, dude, you guys are here. You guys have the balls to do it. I, I'm down with that shit. I'll, I'll, I'm going to try your food, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support that. Gotcha. But I think um, 
we're in a stage right now where how do we grow? How do we become a company? How do we become a corporation? And I think that's really separates you from enjoying being around people. Because what you said right now that you see that a lot of these people, these kitchens have that. A lot of them don't, man. That's a culture that's actually created through through the business. Because we have issues to this day and in the past where you don't have that culture, and and that that destroys the food. If you have five people cooking and they don't get along. That's gonna that's gonna trickle over to the food, you know. Mm-hmm. And as a business owner, you, you you're used to making tacos, but you're yeah. like, oh man, your tacos are bomb, but your employees are falling apart, your culture's falling apart. Mm-hmm. How do you create that Costco, In and Out, Chipotle culture, yeah. and not deteriorate the product? Now it's a business is not as easy as just making tacos. You got to take care of the back end, mm-hmm. and that you can make the best food, man. But that back end can destroy your business, and you'll close shop. So as an owner. You learn that part, which is that's where I'm at now. That's mm-hmm. the, the, the the new version of like tacos. You got three locations, man. You, you're successful. No, I'm not. I'm actually feel like I'm not at all. I feel like I'm I'm going backwards. I need to learn the next step of how do I take this and make this and start either you know branching them out everywhere, mm-hmm. um, branching them out, going public. That's the goal is to be able to have a taco man in every city like In and Out does. Mm-hmm. To be able to do that, how do I get there? Gotcha. And it starts with the kitchen, but it's your question. Yes, I love being involved, and when I do, and it's, I think it's right now it's a little bit more because they know I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. But you know, one day I would like to be in that undercover boss, you know, uh, show <laughs> where they don't know because I know when I'm there, I, I move the stuff. I love it. I see the customers. It, some some know me, some don't. I engage. Yeah. Hey guys, doing here? You know, here's a bag of chips. Drop us a Yelp review, and my employees see me do that. So, but I just how how do you coach and teach that when you're not there? That that has to carry on. Mm-hmm. You know, are there? Uh... Are there some key personalities that have, you know, really helped you want to continue cooking that have been in your life? Uh, as far as people? As far as people, yeah. You know, you have, you know, a few locations. You have to really put a trust in someone that's going to run your kitchen while you're gone. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, of course there's a, a business part of it where you need this person, but is there, is there anyone that was really like, you know what, I love this guy, this guy, I got to keep this guy with me for the long haul. Like someone who's going to help you, but also someone that deserves, you know, the attention that they put into your food. Yeah, you have you have to hire people that love food. You can't hire someone that hates the kitchen or hates doing that because that's going to that's like I said, it's going to it's going to bounce over to the product. So the hiring is, is a big factor on, um, on, on on how your kitchen is running. Most of my kitchen managers are ladies or guys that that, that won't leave the kitchen. They love the food. All I'm making is like I'm providing a hobby that they're making money on because that's what they do. That's mm-hmm. what they do at home. And it's just, you know, when we get in together, some of the recipes that we've created was through them. It was like, mm-hmm. let's try this new, you know, fish taco. Oh, no, we used to do it here like this back in my country, in my state where I'm from, Mexico. Let's try it. Let's nice. not try it. And a lot of the food is employee-based, man. Um, majority of the stuff is stuff that I, uh, was my ideas, but I'm not going to take away from saying that the Taco Man hasn't been a product of employees. It's It's been the habanero sauce. If you've had a pineapple habanero, oh, it was man. an accident. Was that it? Was, oh, I was an accident. Explain man. it, bro. It's you fire. Know, it's we, fire. We were there. We had, you know, that's in the stages of us actually molding the product in Montclair to make it better because we were trying to retain these customers. It's like, we got to get this salsa that's just going to be different. Yeah. Let's make up mango habanero salsa you know they have mango habanero wings yeah great let's do it older mangoes shipment comes in the guy's like the mangoes weren't ready man and i couldn't even want to bring them 
and we had the, everybody lined up there to actually do the salsa. So I was like, you know what? Since we use pineapple for the al pastor, let's just throw pineapple in there. And that was it. Yeah. So, uh, that, and dude, it's awesome. It, it is a great tasting salsa. Um, was pineapple something that you were just like, you know, people love this. Let me just kind of incorporate it a little more because, I mean, my second favorite thing is the gringa. Oh, you okay. Know, a little pasta, Tell you the story how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With a little no, the gringa has slice, pineapple you know? in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, pineapple is uh, people people correlated to like pizza and pineapple. And yeah. I, we, we read these, you know, it boggles my mind. A lot of these, you see these people that leave you these bad Yelp reviews or, or, or comment, you know, negativity on your page and stuff. People that don't know, even know how to make a tortilla or even know what tortilla is, you know, mm-hmm. they, they always have opinion about pineapples gross, pineapples nasty. Who does pineapple on tacos? It is without the pineapple, it ain't it ain't it ain't the ta- it ain't the al pastor taco. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, man, if if we have pineapple on al pastor and we have a habanero pineapple, so that it tastes legit, who's gonna say no? Yeah, screw it, just do it, man. If you don't want it, there's a red and green salsa. Mm-hmm. But people that like it, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. And that's probably been the most popular salsa we've ever made, man. Mm-hmm. To this day, that habanero pineapple is something that I would eventually want to put on the shelves at Albertsons or Stalebirds or even Costco, mm-hmm. where they sell the taco mats because it's it's a banger, man. And it was just it was an accident. It mm-hmm. was something that we never thought of, but just grinding and working, yeah. you, you come up with these crazy stuff. You know, it's delicious, man. Was it a cohesive thing? Like, how many people were like? Oh, it was yeah. my mom. My mom's the one that was there, and she was making the salsas at the restaurant. And she's like, just throw some pineapple in there, and I'm like, no, dude, it won't be a thing. She's like, it's a fruit. Mango just has a different taste. Yeah. She's like, throw it on there, do a little bit of water, throw the pineapples, and mix it in. And when we we tried it, it was like you hit the pineapple, and then it cuts off, and then the habanero kicks in. Yeah, it was like magic. <laughs> Bro, it is fucking delicious, yeah. man. I mean, are you able to say any, that word? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah go, bro. Okay, please. good. Yeah, man, right. let loose, bro. See, okay. say what the fuck you okay, want, man. Cool, cool. There, there ain't no uh, senses going on. Yeah. Man. Hey, we're just beginning right now, but I hope to have some like background music or something like that, man. I, I really want this podcast to, you know, kind of, you know, be elevated in the next couple of episodes, you know. And again, it's another reason why I had to um, thank you for being here, man. Like. You know, I do have big goals for this, and, and you know, I appreciate you, man. Um, Thank you. Just, I know you got a little restricted time. Um, you know, bouncing off of the Montclair, you know, you got into multiple locations. Uh, where do you see yourself in the next five years? I know it's a typical, you know, business-related question where you see yourself in five years, but, you know, do you really want to, you know, keep at it? Do you like to stay in the kitchen? I do. I do. Uh, my goal, uh, you know, we went through the hardest time I think a restaurant business owner has ever been through with this pandemic. Um, uh, we Most had a, definitely. Yeah. And it, it's unfortunate that all these small businesses have really like taken a hit. And, yeah. And, and, you know, another reason why I got to give you big props, man. I mean, you opened one and you got another on the way right now. We, we opened two uh, during the pandemic. We had to shut one down because it was a, a, a bar and grill where there was beer. Mm. We're doing the micheladas and stuff. And the county, LA County, shut that down completely. So it was like, how do you walk with no legs? You know, yeah. and I think as a business owner, it was a uh, smart for me to, to say, you know, this is not the time to get this one going. Let's focus on the the three that we have, mm-hmm. um, and then we can, you know, revert back to getting maybe this one or something once everything lets loose. But it was just, it wasn't smart for me to do that on a bar and grill basis, especially being being new. So we opened uh, La Ponte. We had to shut that one down, and we opened Glendora, which is down the street from here. Uh, so that one's still going. And I have plans to open uh, next year. They're doing a packing house at, in uh, 
Altaloma Rancho Cucamonga area. Mm-hmm. And one of the owners uh, came here to, to, to the Glendora location, tried my food. He's from Mexico City and he was blown away. So he personally invited me to be part of that project. Uh, so I'm waiting for them to kind of give me the green light on, on when they're going to start rolling. Mm. And hope we can have something there probably the end of this year, 2022. Wow. Man. Yeah. It, it's it's awesome to see, man. And you're a young guy. How old are you right now? Uh, 36. So not 36. that I got white hairs everywhere. You know, the, the restaurant. <laughs> Maybe comes, that's just a little bit a of lot stress, of shit. man. Just yeah, a lot of aging, of but. <laughs> hey, they're good problems to have. Yeah, yeah. Guess, no, I'm know, not complaining, man. man. Hey. Uh, what about, uh, you know, outside of the restaurant business, you see yourself doing anything else? Um, you know, I've, I've, I have some investments in real estate. Um, but you know, time I have, I have two, two sons now, uh, you know, uh, Cal and Kian, they're, uh, three and, uh, two and, and spending time at home, man, it just, it starts turning your world where you start seeing the value of time, mm-hmm. you know, how important time is. And it's not really about, you know, the money, you know, I'm battling between family and, and my career. Mm-hmm. It's a small battle that I'm going through right now. Um, so I'm making it a point to 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 to, to get to get up early, go to work, grind it, grind, do my grind, do what I do, and then make enough time to be able to see my boys, put them to bed, and then make sure that I do that daily. You know, because I don't want to also grow big enough to where, you know, my family is distant from me. I, I don't. I see that a lot in in this business, self-employed world, mm-hmm. CEOs, you know, of, of big companies end up divorcing and and going through multiple marriages. I I don't want that. You know, I I never had that. I had a, a solid family. And I think that's another sec. A bigger goal for me is to accomplish the success of of continuing on what I'm doing to grow this company and one day go public. But at the same time, have my family right next to me mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, my my daddy was there." I I know. I, and it's funny you brought that up. Um, my son asked me to buy him a kitchen, and I was like, it kind of like threw me off, man. I'm like a kitchen, like, and I'm thinking, shit, this guy is he likes the food. I'm like, damn, <laughs> I just hit the jackpot. Yeah. So I bought him a little kitchen, man, and and he has a little bib. He tries to cook. And on Saturday, like a working kitchen, you like a little like, play kitchen. Yeah. Know. You know, like, yeah, he has his, this is not a play th- kitchen. This is a working yeah, kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A working kitchen. So on Saturday, uh, Sunday, I, it's usually my day off. I stopped by the restaurant, dropped off payroll and a few pa- a piece of paper. And I took him with me and, and he, he went into the kitchen before we opened it at Ontario. If you get a chance, go down there, man. I developed this super nice kitchen, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing you can do. Only, I've only seen the pictures, man. It looks real clean. Yeah, next time nice. you go, hit me up, man. I got you. We'll, we'll cook some stuff up there. You know, I'll nice. take in the back. But when he saw, he's like, oh, Bobby's Kitchen? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, you love this stuff? You know, this yeah. is you right here. And, yeah. and to, to know that, damn, my son loves, like, this thing that I can, in the future, mm. connect both hand in hand. I mean, what else can you ask for, man? Yeah. That, that's awesome, man. Do you feel like you're balancing the father to business uh, world well? Or can you feel? Do you feel like you can get better? I am. It's 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 a learning process. Um, and you got to remember, man. Uh, for all of you guys out there listening that that want to be an entrepreneur, you know, or or you want to be self employed, um, this is gonna be a struggle between you as a person, your business, your relationship with a girl or or or, or a female. You, if you have kids, you got friends, and then you got family. You got to learn, and this is a struggle that when you sign up for this shit. This is this is gets real because your time you only got twenty four hours so you got to learn how how to how to divvy that up evenly to where you try to make whatever you know needs to be happy happy and it's not going to be everybody so there's going to be a lot of sacrifices that go into it so right now I have time for my business I got time for my family I got time for my parents that are getting older uh, and my siblings and that's where it stops man you know I'm gonna hang out with my friends 
um, in a couple weeks. You know, we're gonna, I'm going to take a day off for them. Mm-hmm. But you don't see me hanging out with them at nights, drinking, none of that stuff, dude. I come home and I, I, I enjoy time with my boys. I'll have a beer with my wife. Um, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing else to it because time flies, man. And, and it really does, dude. And, and if you're not putting, you know, the time into certain things, you know, you're not watering the plants, you're not going to get the fruit. And uh-huh. if you're watering the, the wrong plants, you're going to get fruit of those. And I think me getting older, I, re- I see myself, you know, the next five years where I don't want to be out partying, drinking. You know, I want to be out partying in a, in a mansion that I own by the beach. You know, cooking tacos for my friends and family that were there. Uh-huh. You know, I want to see my see myself doing things like that, um, and it's not gonna come if if, if I'm, I'm focusing on other stuff. You know, but family thing, I think I didn't understand how important that is till now. And I think for all you guys out there that 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 want to and have families, don't let it be. I think something that can 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 instill fear in you. I just think that you have to have the foundation of people that have to be supportive. You know, your wife your best friends, your family have to support because if you don't, you got to cut them out too. And that's the hard part, man. You got You got to It's going to be one or the other. Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, I can't agree more. And, you know, it's not going to be perfect. And, uh, you know, for any entrepreneur out there that, you know, they might be saying, you know, I don't know what to do the whole covid pandemic thing you know all these small businesses in california what do you tell a young man that's saying you know man i got this killer product i feel like it's gonna go you know at la is still shut down you yeah. know only outdoor dining you know you yeah. see these these uh restaurants they're struggling they got like two side tables you know on their little porch you know they have to adjust you know are you telling someone just make the first step you know what, what do you tell someone you know who wants to start um i think for anything that you do and this matter you have to love what you do mm-hmm. if you don't love it you're gonna you're you're gonna quit you're gonna tap out um they say that you gotta be crazy to stick around and that that's that it's fucking true man you gotta be crazy in love with what you're gonna do mm-hmm. to be able to survive and stick around to when the shit gets real you're not going to say no. There's nothing that's going to stop you. You're going to keep on pushing. I would say that's number one. Mm-hmm. So whatever you pick and doing, whether it's making tacos, you know, fixing cars, you got to love that shit. Like this is something that you got to literally go to bed and wake up thinking about. You got to love that shit. Secondly, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. do it. That's it, man. There, there's no other. There's no right timing. There's no. There's not enough knowledge. I'll tell you, as as I don't feel like as successful as some people might put me out to be, mm-hmm. I did this shit not knowing nothing, nothing mm-hmm. about making a taco. Shit to people telling me that, and it, it's not always, but I have people that know the taco but to tell me like this is the best fucking taco I've ever had, brother. Mm-hmm. Like this is the shit that Mexico serves, and that's my goal. And for mm-hmm. me to hear that coming from a place that I didn't never worked at at a taco place, mm-hmm. my my family didn't own restaurants. And I did it just doing it, not knowing anything is is is, 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 is a test to, to, to the story that it shit is possible for anybody. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it, man. You got to do it and push, 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 push through everything. Do, do you ever get frustrated if you ever hear someone say like, nah, I'll just do it next time or, you know, I'll just I'll sit on it. I'll do it next year. Um, you seem like a guy that's just very like, you know, I got to do it. If it's in my head, just make it work. Um, 
I know myself, I try and, you know, talk to people as if, you know what, man, you can do it. Like, why, what's stopping you? You know, you have these little side conversations with people, you know, they really tell you, you know, a dream or a want that they have and they just kind of talk themselves out of it. Do you ever have that around you or are you just trying, you know, hey, my circle is tough. We're, we're all thinking success, you know, or do you ever have to pick someone up every every now and then? Oh, I, I, all you know? the time, man. I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm hardcore, dude. And uh, you probably don't see the side of me right now, but when you're you're in my circle and, and you want to come correct, don't give me that right answer because I will find a way to make you feel like shit, to make you feel like, you you know, you're, you're just complaining about shit. And whatever you tell me, I have an answer for that. So you don't yeah. tell me that it can't be done. You are your only, you're on your worst enemy. That, exactly. That's kind of what it comes down to, yeah. you know? I, I like to tell, I like, I obviously don't like to be a dick and tell people stop complaining, but hey, you know, sometimes people need to be They told, need to hear that know? shit. Yeah, <laughs> they exactly, need to hear that man. shit, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, now I think the story, my story, there's more, um, I feel like my, my resume has more crazier, shittier stories for people like that would say, why, if you went through all that, bro, why would, why would you continue? Mm-hmm. This is what, this is my passion, man. This is, the goal is not met yet. You know, the goal is to have, to be known, to be put on the map, like the In-N-Out of Tacos. And I'm, I'm not even close, you know, with these opening, these restaurants and, and keep in, in everyday grind. It's just, it's a walk, one more step and one gotcha. more step. And I'm not going to stop because I know, I think, you know what, I think, to, to, to make a, a clear point to people that actually are scared to op- to open something new or to start something new, you got to understand that the the shit that hits the fan is part of the story. It is going to happen to everybody in this world that has made something big, has gone through that. So for you to not want to go through that, it's like you're cheating the process. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's hard to say, shit, who wants to go through a pandemic, you know, that your restaurant went from... You know, making this much money to your sales are down 80% and you're, you're shutting down a restaurant. No one wants to go through that shit. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm glad I went through that because the person that I am right now mm-hmm. to last year in February, I'm a monster, dude. And and, and you're not now. If you thought you always going to stop me then, yeah. you're not going to stop me now because now I went through this. Now I'm saying if, if that couldn't stop me, mm-hmm. let's just get rolling. Let's get rolling. Were, were you stressed at first? I mean, uh, I think in the beginning of 2020, everyone was just like, Kobe died. Everybody was so concerned with that. And then it got into COVID. And, and you know, were you were you more frustrated that you had to shut down your business? Or were you really concerned, you know, at the time, I think everybody was in that first two months, like, hey, COVID could be serious. You know, we got to make sure we protect every. You know, we always want to say that, you know, we're protecting ourselves in the best protocols. But were you getting frustrated, you know? I'm still frustrated, man. I feel like, you know, I have my own opinions about, about the COVID thing. I, I, I had COVID already. Half of my staff did. Mm-hmm. My family did. So I know it's real. But mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, some of the decisions that were made um, with our, 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 our political figures we're not really based on on data, especially for the restaurant business. So I feel like we got a little bit cheated out, you know. Like it was, it's already tough to run a restaurant, and on top of that, you're putting more restrictions that really don't have to do with 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 us spreading this virus during the pandemic. Right. So I feel like that makes it even harder. So I'm still frustrated, but you know, at the end of the day, if I tell you that, that would make me sound like one of my other friends, and now I'm bitching and complaining. Right. So you know, what does that make me if I'm the one talking shit to other people? I sound like a complainer. So I really, you know, I can't control that. All I can do is like, you know what? If people are still calling me and people are still coming, how do we still make this this work? How do you still get to this product to people's mm-hmm. mouth? And, and we figured out a way. You got to mold, man. Mm-hmm. And, and in this in this life that we live, you can't get stuck on old school shit. You got to mold. No. You got you to gotta adapt. And that's the, only the strong survive. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, 
uh, who's catching you when you're uh, when you're stressing? When you when you feel like you're like, dang, hey, is this gonna happen? Is this your wife? Your your uh, strong. You know woman? what? It it is. If she gets a little bit of it, and I've we've we've learned how to how to how to I've learned how to try to separate that. Um, I think it's a lot of the people that get that is my car in the YouTube videos, man. <laughs> I, I I try to listen to a lot of like Alan Watts, you know, a lot of spiritual spiritual gurus that you know I I, I love Andy Priscilla's man. This guy is a monster, dude. I mean, Fashion. he this guy. You listen to his podcast. He, he's 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 the f bombs. He keeps it real. He'll call you a, a pussy if you need to be called. <laughs> and if that podcast fits something you're going through, you yeah. feel like shit, you know? And that's the guys that I, I wish to meet one day and say, man, you guys, you guys put me through this. You guys help me, help me survive this shit. The shit you're telling me is what kept me going. And yes, it's a little frustration. Yeah. Drink, you know, I don't drink much. I gave up drinking for six months, but I, I smoke once in a while, mm-hmm. calm the nerves. Uh, but it's a lot of in, inner, inner, inner meditation that you got to do with yourself to be able to. To not get overwhelmed yeah. because your mind's everything, brother. If, if yeah. your mind's down, your body's down, and it's game over on that. Dude, I, I can't agree more. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, you don't, don't want to, like, go into, you know, no one wants to do drugs and alcohol to release or anything like that. But, um, you know, to ease back and have a drink, you know, it makes you feel good every now and then. But I can definitely relate to... Um, some positive YouTube videos, man. Some Eric Thomas, some some Eric good Thomas. motivational speakers, yeah. or some Jocko Willink. Um, you know, I I think in the last couple of years, it's funny. I'm starting a podcast, but I only got into podcasts these last couple of years. And and there's some words, you know, by certain people. Maybe it's the tones of voices, or maybe it's just the, you know, the law of attraction that it's something said every now and then that really clicks in your mind or maybe it's just something you needed to hear to you know really say you know what i need to sack up i'm not i need to quit bitching quit complaining i need to make a move and um you know there is a certain depression that goes along with any problem but you know it's how you pick yourself out of it you know and and it's awesome to talk to you man i mean it doesn't seem like you let depression any kind of you know worry get in your way um would you say that you're always trying to step forward and always trying to maybe be an example uh, i try i try a lot. i have a lot of employees that that look up to me um you know we have meetings weekly um i try to motivate everybody but when you're in this room and by yourself and it gets really dark and it has for me this last year was one of the hardest times that i went through mentally it's a, it was a battle between me and my demons it's just to say damn do i give up do i sell the business you know what do you do and you got people waiting outside the door for the answer and you don't have the answer it gets it gets crazy man you start playing you start you know playing with these, these all mind. these scenarios oh, right? dude, all it, these things you can you kill thing, yourself man. with the what ifs and it literally man literally i've i've never tampered with suicide but i can see on a very minor scale the motivating factors on how people get to that point i i yeah. i i, I I tasted that the like, small snowball, the small effect. snowball yeah. effect on if this keeps on going and I don't snap snap out of it. Yeah. You start tampering with shit like that, man. It's scary, brother. It's scary when you have kids, when you have something like that. A lot of people that depend on you. Um, so you, you, I think that's what really still keeping me afloat where I, I, I can't I can't even dabble with that. It's like, mm. shit, dude, there's no way out, brother. Like, this is it. You got to figure it out and you're good. You know, luckily, you got to be thankful. I think when you when you put the the piece of of being grateful for something or thankful for something you start analyzing it as what you do have instead mm-hmm. of what you don't have right. so at that point i'm like shit i have three locations open 
there's dudes that don't have shit. They shut down business for life. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm always here playing games. I'm like, I'm not doing that, dude. I'm gonna focus on what the sh- the good shit I have, and, and then you start, you know, your brain starts get going. back into get it. back get into back it. Into Once it, you get yeah, back yeah. into it, you exercise a little bit, run, you know, take a little time for yourself, take a drive. You know, and then and then you start feeling feeling the, the the fire again, and that's all it is, man. That some people don't get out of it, and I feel bad, man. You people out there that 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 get into these these funks, dude. You got to talk to people, man. You you got to speak out to somebody, take okay. time for yourself, get 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 someone uh, that can help you relieve mm-hmm. all this negativity, but don't shut yourself down in the room, man, because that shit just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, um, you know, it's hard to talk about problems and. And you're right, man. Depression, it, it could be a snowball effect and really get into the worst, which is suicide. And um, you, that's the worst. You know, there's so many questions that can go unanswered when someone takes their own life. And, you know, please, anyone who's listening out there, you know, please believe it can get better. You just got to really think about it. You got to sit down, breathe, whatever you have to do. I have a list of of youtube videos that i've watched in my darkest days where maybe i just put it on repeat or something like that you (laughs) know but you know for some reason the words felt good you know Mm -hmm. and um i have suicide related to you know my my personal life but you know it it really breaks my heart when i hear people are depressed because i've been depressed too but you know i feel like i really found something to get myself out of it and and i think everyone can do that but they just might not be in the right mindset like for you yourself what gets you out of the tacos what i mean you're a family man obviously do you exercise anything like that i, I do man i have um i i not as much i'm not a gym rat yeah but i feel like you know going running for a little bit mm-hmm. um a little something a little right? some uh doing these now what i i watched this video this um this guru i kind of I, he has a weird name from india you could he, big beard white beard mm-hmm. um and he talks about a lot of these little daily things that you could do and he's like you know, he's like, you want to change your life dramatically. He's like, wake up uh, before the sun comes up, and right when the sun's about thirty degrees, you just bow and and thank thank the end the space. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the space is what keeps the other four elements together. It's it's what keeps you sitting down. It's what keeps the universe to get the space. Mm-hmm. Just thank the space. You do it in the morning, do it in the afternoon, and do it right when the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. By you creating these like actions your mind and body aren't start tuning into the to tuning into the energy and that alone man has changed my daily my, my daily walk you know i i, I pray mm-hmm. here and there um i don't meditate often i want to do get involved in something like that too but i think it's just just you you got to be silent dude sometimes you just got to just put that fucking phone away dude to yeah, turn that shit off definitely. you know and just be silent in the room and just hum if you need to but i think our souls, man, and we're not taught this in school, dude. We're not taught this anywhere. No one really talks about, they talk about drinking as your resort to to calm down, you know, take have a drink, you know. And it's cool. Once in a while, you do need a drink. You know, once in a while, you need to smoke weed. But I think we shouldn't really attach ourselves to that. I think in our soul needs something deeper, dude. And I think for people that are that are struggling with that, they don't, they're not taught that. And I think yeah. this is not with the internet. It's very easy to pull yeah. up a video of like, how do you meditate? How do you, mm-hmm. how do you come to peace with yourself? And there's someone explaining to you. And that's what I do, yeah. man. I will, I'll take a walk, put my earphones and just soothing talks of, hey, dude, breathe in, breathe out. Yeah. And it sounds so corny, man. But yeah. when you, when you, you get to that point, it, it works, yeah. dude. It really, you really does. Gotta, you really got to calm yourself down because I feel like just you, you end up comparing yourself if you're going to be on social media or YouTube all day. You feel like all these people, like, they're just, and, and it's a facade, really. Like, 
people don't post their horrible story or they didn't post a bad day always you know like social media will get you feeling like all these people are perfect and and i feel like a lot of people who i talk to who maybe told me that they're depressed or like ah they're not into it or you know they got potential or they're not doing something it's usually related to their you know extracurriculars or you know something that they're just not doing to make themselves happy and you know it's been awesome to talk to you man you you feel like you got your niche with tacos and (laughs) you know it's really like you know made your life in a you know, without saying it's just a complete success, you don't feel like you're successful, but it's really got this, I think, linear um, transition to it that, you know, you you started with a dream, really. You knew it was going to be a process, but you stuck it out. You did catering at first. You opened one location. It turns into two. It turns into three. Um, you just went through a pandemic right now. We're still not completely recovered in California. And, you know, I just got to thank you for being here, man. You're a strong-minded guy. You're a young dad, and I thank you for being here. Um, Izzy, the Taco Man Torres, uh, get yourself some killer tacos, some nachos, uh, my favorite, the Gringas, and uh, and we're out, man. Anything thank you want to say? Yeah. Any any sort of social media or anything you want to? Um, yeah, ch- to? check us out. Uh, the Taco Man One on Instagram, um, thetacoman.com. Uh, go on there. Uh, we have big goals this year um you know we're, we're we're looking into you know opening more locations our food um is very basic very simple but you'll taste what we're about and then for all you guys out there that are looking into opening a business a restaurant um like i said before you just got to do it man you learn through the process um the process is what 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 it what makes it special the storyline is what makes it special um so don't think you're gonna know everything you know learn from my experience and it's possible out there. I, I, I came from nothing to something right now with no experience. And I think it's possible for anybody. So you guys don't give up. Keep on pushing. Um, there's never a right time. And the right time was yesterday. So well, thank you for having me, man. Appreciate there that. There it is. Oh, you know what, man? I totally forgot to bring up Chuck. Chuck, yeah, uh, yeah, talk about Chuck, Chuck. Yeah, 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 let's talk Chuck, about him before we leave, real man. Real quick, real quick, man. I know you guys have worked together. <laughs> yeah, Chuck, definitely. Chuck, uh, I'll just let everybody know. I met Chuck, your friend, a close friend of yours. Um, he's worked with you before. I've met Chuck through a friend of ours, Henry Garcia, his bachelor party. Um, Chuck is a funny, interesting guy, and he told me to. I actually asked him, "Hey, what kind of story should I ask Izzy, man? Like, do you have anything I should ask him?" And he said, things that are family-related, yes, I uh, don't have too much detail because I'm working. But he said, there's a charity event in Santa Monica you guys worked um, yeah. you know, with some celebrities. <laughs> you know, Tell me about that. Was there any kind of fun that you guys were having? Like, you know, I feel like Chuck is just one of those guys that, and Henry also, you know, they're just fun people to be around. You know, really probably make you forget that you're actually working. Yeah. Um, with anything like that. Chuck, um, if I'm not mistaken, he actually went to Cordon Bleu. So, which is like a reputable, you know, school for, for culinary arts. Um, I met him through a couple of friends in high school, Chino High. Uh, I, I found out he was cooking. I had a restaurant going. Uh, he's I'm like, dude, let's just do catering. And we worked for a couple of years doing catering. Um, I was just, this guy has a good, good energy, man. Good spirit. Like he's still to this day. I, I ran into him at, at, at the Canyon in Montclair at a, at a reggae concert. It was like a, uh, uh, Ziggy Marley something cover band you know he yeah, was there yeah. smoking the damn thing you know he just bought me a drink yeah. I was there with my wife you know we hung out with him for a little bit but peace and um, love baby peace and love yeah, oh, yeah all day man he's all <laughs> about that dude uh, 
And uh, yeah, I thought he was going to get in more into into the food thing after we kind of you know stopped working. But I still keep in contact with him with that that story in Santa Monica. Yeah, we we had um they invited me to do this celebrity thing where they were doing like a boxing thing for uh I forgot the boxer's name, but George Lopez was there, a bunch of celebrities. So we actually got to serve George Lopez tacos. He, he held my business card and <laughs> we did a video nice. after that. And he he was part part of the, out of that event. So. I remember that, and we had a bunch of other events, man, with him, yeah. a bunch of Newport. He he was there through like the the, the big portion of the catering, where it was yeah. like, oh man, we're at the beach, we're out, you know, we're there. George Lopez is there. We got all these other people that are, like eating our stuff. It was it was a big hype. That's when I think this was getting real, and he was a big part of the help, man. So yeah, I awesome. appreciate you, Chuck, man, for always being there for me. Um, <laughs> I might catch you on the next reggae concert, dude. So just look out yeah, for me, yeah, brother. Man. Hey, keep that keep that J <laughs> ready, dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. What's funny is that uh, I know you got to go, man, but real quick, I just want to give uh, just some more respect to you, man, because when you see people, either you're working at an event, you're working out of your taco truck, you're working uh, behind your, uh, you know, your flat iron, it's uh, contagious when you see good energy, and you seem like you just put good energy out there, brother, and like I said, dude, uh, it's contagious, and I appreciate you being here. This has been a pleasure to talk to you, man. Hopefully, you'll come back. Um, a little more experience on my side. No, 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 man. Do your thing. I love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, wrong. Um, again, everybody, Izzy is the Taco Man Torres. Get your tacos at Montclair, Ontario, Glendora. Look them up on the Taco Man One at Instagram. And uh, hopefully, I can do like a YouTube part of this, man. Oh, dude, I and, love you know, getting in the kitchen, would, man. Yeah, it would be dope. Sure. It would would start honestly be dope, man. You yeah. see that Vice City uh, or Vice Channel? Um, yeah. A little bong appetites or something like that. Dude, I, I'm <laughs> envious that I think um, we're not in LA and I'm trying to get closer because the taco game doesn't get respect. I don't know if you noticed that, no. but if you're not in, in LA, in downtown, you get no respect. So I can't wait to get to these guys there because I'm going to be like, I'm here, bro. And I, I know my shit, I know my craft. So I'm going to see. You guys forgot to film me. You guys forgot to ask me. Now I'm here. I came <laughs> yeah, to you, dude. And I'm going to them. They know. I've yeah. made a few videos where like, you guys don't want to come to Dai. Great, dude. I'm going to go to you. Give me a couple of years. I but I'm going to set up shop there because it sucks that we don't get respect out here. But it's all good, man. Yeah. Hey, put some respect on his name. All right. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be back hopefully next time um, in the next couple uh, months, hopefully, man. I want to have you back as soon as possible. I'm sure cool. you'll have another location open by then. <laughs> um, but the Taco Man Torres right here, guys. Take care.